0: With Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB Welcome to the show I'm your host Ashley Frasca Thank you so much for being here with me On a Saturday morning My thanks to Justin for being here And DeMarco for being here I don't know if it's against their will or not But they're here and they're smiling And it's so happy It's it's nice to be in the studio with With folks and everything slowly getting back to normal Our sales staff is starting to come back in And our digital teams It's great to have the band back together again So whatever you're doing for the weekend I'm here to help 404-872-0750 Anything in the garden, I should say If you're out boating, probably can't help you with that If you're planning an 8-year-old's birthday party Maybe a pool party perhaps I can't help you with that But we're going to help you with a lot of landscape issues I already had calls in the first hour Great questions about caladiums talked a little bit about dogwoods and also a periwinkle or a vinca as a ground cover that is a beautiful perennial ground cover that I, I often forget about but that's uh, really good and there's a difference between vinca minor and vinca major you got to know the difference one's a little more invasive than the other one can certainly take over. Um, and later in this hour I'll go back over tips for not having any rain in the forecast but tips for watering your your landscape. Albeit your shrubs, your trees Your plants, uh, your lawn I've got some helpful hints That will help your plants survive The next couple of weeks of just dry weather No drought, we're, we're not into drought Just a little dry spell, a little hot spell But uh, you know, coming up on June Here in the southeast, that's probably about typical So 404 Eight seven two zero seven fifty. Oh, and coming up at eight o'clock, uh, Greg Levine. You have heard him on the show in the past, the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves, co-executive director and chief program officer at Trees Atlanta, and they're doing a lot of exciting things. Want to talk to him a little bit about the City Nature Challenge. Uh, we had some nature spotters amongst us. Want to know what that was all about? And a uh, Public Gardens Week that has that has passed, but. There's always something to be doing and arboretums and all kinds of things around the city. Now that we're all getting out and enjoying nature, Greg will have a lot to offer there. And he'll also help answer some questions, too. Um, So keep that in mind. You can call now, talk to me, call after 8 o'clock, talk to Greg and I uh, in the pike nurseries before the end of the show. Easy perennials for beginners. So if you're listening to this show and you just think you have a black thumb and no matter what you throw in the dirt, it just doesn't seem to survive. We're going to give you a list of plants That uh, you plant once and they come back every year That's a perennial And very low maintenance, easy stuff to do Easy stuff to enjoy All right, up first in Swanee We're going to talk to Joe about his hydrangea Good morning Joe, thanks for calling
3: Hey, good morning I was wondering if I can actually bloom it now I just started blooming But I got some questions or concerns about pruning those And some azaleas uh, Right now at this time of year And even my fig tree uh, I don't know if I've heard them or just take away the blooms, but any advice you can give would be great.
2: So if the hydrangea is just starting to bloom now, is it the mop head, that big rounded globe, usually blue or pink, fluffy bloom?
3: It's uh, it's an oak leaf, and I think they're more, they're more white.
2: Okay, yeah, oak leaf, okay So that kind of falls under the same category as the the mop head, the macrophylla You want to prune them after they bloom Um, But typically oak leaf, they grow a little more wild uh, And much, much more shady spots So really they they don't even need pruning Unless you're just trying to reshape it or reduce the size So once the blooms begin to fade Maybe we're looking at like July or something That would be the time to prune that What's going on with it?
3: Well, I, uh, it was planted right up against my house, and it's causes some mildew and you know, I don't want damage to my house. And these my son, to give a little house to dry out. That's all okay. Maybe we planted, it was probably planted too close to the house. It's three two or three feet away. so
2: yeah, and now it's starting to grow closer to the house. Yeah, sometimes we don't take into account how big these plants are going to get. but if if you can hold off, um let it go ahead and bloom. Let's not stress it out and then really think about doing it in July, and you can do some massive pruning at that time.
3: Perfect yeah. and then how about azaleas if they got a type of azaleas they aren't blooming at all I could send a picture but uh can I prune those things now okay
2: yes yeah I definitely would now is a great time to do those um I've had some too that grow I'm, I'm not real familiar with the different varieties so you'll have to excuse me Joe I don't know but um I've had like an older variety I know it's not encore it's got very small leaves and it's a Little compact shrub that stays low to the ground Those to me are a little more old-fashioned azaleas And I had one that Well, I've had one in the landscape for like 10 years And it just hasn't bloomed the last couple of years And I was bummed and I was getting ready just to Just dig it up and transplant it somewhere else uh, But lo and behold, we took down a river birch tree <laughs> That was right over it uh, last year And it is like profusely blooming right now And I sprinkled a little bit of azalea food on it A little fertilizer on it about a month ago um, and it's just happy as can be. So some years we have them that they bloom. Some years we don't. But generally, all of the the azalea varieties, encores, are a little bit different because they're going to keep blooming. Um, but just those ones that bloom, one they're one and done. You know, and they're finished now. Now is a great time to cut those back. And you want to go ahead and try to do that like before August. I think about August is when they'll start to set blooms wow. for next year. Uh, so we don't want to, you know, prune off those buds and then miss out on the flowers next spring.
3: Perfect. Well, thank you. Yeah. Last question: If you know about an aloe plant, I bought two at the store, and they're getting too large. Kind of large for the pot, but should I just trim them off the stems or leaves or getting too long? So you just cut them, and then uh you, you, I don't you, know, I need to transplant them every time they get larger.
2: Yeah, uh, no, like- you can definitely cut off the the oldest leaves um like at the bottom of the plant and I've had to do that with mine too and I I see more of the stem you know from where I've cut off all the leaves at the bottom the stems kind of tall coming up from the soil and then the leaves start to grow um and that's okay it, it looks a little funny but um that's okay but yeah the when you take away the ones that are just starting to You know, lose their moisture And they're starting to brown a little bit That's going to help the overall health of the plant And now go ahead and if it's not already You know, go ahead and have it outside Because it's going to thrive And, you know, put out a lot of new leaves New blades or whatever this summer
3: Okay Okay I'm gonna think about saving the fluid too It's great stuff Yeah, I've not had luck
2: Like putting it, you know I get sunburned every summer It's just I get poison ivy and I get sunburned But I've never really had luck Unless I use the aloe right then You know, like I've never had luck Wrapping it in foil or putting it in a Ziploc bag And keeping it in the freezer But a lot of folks do Um, So if you definitely want to do that You know, I'd maybe say that it's good in the freezer For a couple weeks
3: Mm, Okay Yeah well, thanks so much for your help. I appreciate it,
2: Ashley. Yeah, and hey, enjoy the home show, too. Wink, wink.
3: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good. I'm looking forward to that. Thank good. you.
2: Good. All right. Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate that.
3: You're all welcome.
2: bye So I'll let you all in on, on a little secret. Uh, the North Atlanta Home Show is June 4th and S- June 4th through 6th, so a couple of weeks from now at the Infinite Energy Center. And uh, we do have a couple of free tickets. So if you're interested, DeMarco, you ready? I don't know what I've done here. Oh, no. Um, If you're interested, you can certainly ask DeMarco. It's at Infinite Energy Center, so more close to those of you on the northeast side, Hall County, Gwinnett County, Barrow County. uh, We'll give you some insider info. And the only reason I tapped Joe is because I saw he was calling from Swanee, and I'm like, oh, it's his neck of the woods. All right. Up next, we have Kelvin and Conyers. Kelvin, it's been a while. Good morning.
3: Yes. Hello. Good morning. I listen every week, though.
2: Well, I'm so glad. I'm glad you're calling. What can I help you with?
3: I have some issues with my uh, pear trees. Hmm,
2: okay.
3: The the leaves are, they have this rustic appearance to them. Uh, on some trees, some plants, they're quite yellow, and the, on others, the new growth is enough abnormally small. The leaves are very narrow, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on with them.
2: Hmm. The first thing, now describe what's happening with the leaves again cuz the first thing I'm thinking is cedar apple rust, but I don't know if that's right. So describe what's happening on the leaves.
3: The leaves they instead of being, you know, perfectly green, they appear to have uh, like a rustic appearance.
2: Ah. So it is. It is cedar apple rust maybe. Um yeah, I mean rust color kind of circular spots on the leaves that sound about right.
3: Yes. But but in some cases they cover the almost the entire leaf
2: Yeah, oh boy um, Okay, so that can happen on I'm trying to think it happens on like ornamental junipers But I think it happens on apple, crab apple uh, Raised spots, kind of a bright orange And that's going to lead to the fruit being small and distorted, right? Um, so let's see, four I mean, the best thing to do when you buy these cultivars of apple trees, crab apple trees You look at the list and see if there's, you know, plant resistant varieties And there's usually codes on those labels that tell us what they're resistant to um, Cedar apple rust is just one of these things, my goodness um, so, You say apple, I'm talking about the pears Okay, yeah, yeah, I believe that could happen on the pears too Um, So make sure that's what it is I want you to maybe take a picture of the leaves And give it to your county extension agent Just to make sure Because I don't want you applying fungicide for no reason If that's not in fact what you have But that would be the next step Once it's properly identified um, Some kind of fungicide We need to make sure, you know Follow the label directions that's safe and all of that But um, if you could call 1-800-ASK-UGA1 You know, that'll get you to the good folks there At the Extension Agency in Rockdale County um, And they'll be happy for you to submit a picture And just make sure that's what it is
3: So it's 1-800-ASK-UGA Yep,
2: spell out Ask-A-S-K-U-G-A And then the number 1 So 1-800-ASK-UGA-1 And that'll get you right through to You know, you'll probably have to enter your zip code Or tell them where you're calling from But that'll put you through Rockdale County And you can leave them a message um and find out an email address for them and submit a picture just to make sure that's what is going on. Very well. Oh, I hope oh, I hope it's not something more severe. I'm not as familiar with fruit trees. Full disclosure, I'm going to be honest, Kelvin. That's not something that I've grown, and I know you have for sure. Um, so yeah, before I tell you to start doing you know fungicide and all that kind of thing, I want to make sure that's really what it is. Thank you so much for the call. Check back in with me. Let me know. I've not dealt with the extension agents out there in Rockdale County, but I know that they're. Happy to help. I'm glad you called. All right, 404-872-0750. I'm going to take a quick break and then back with the updated weather forecast as well as the top three things you need to do in the landscape this weekend. You're listening to WSB. Starting to see some daylight outside 64 degrees, it's going to warm up To about 86 today For most of us, mostly sunny Today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday Wednesday, and it's only going to get hotter Folks, it's going to be about 92 tomorrow Up to around 95 By Tuesday, and of course no rain In the forecast, so coming up I'll give you some Tips on making sure everything Stays properly watered in your yard In your lawn uh, Your containers, all that kind of thing you got to be vigilant guys Um The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Green and
1: Growing! Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week.
2: All right. So speaking of things in containers, number one, you can move houseplants outside for the summer They're going to be really happy and thankful that you did But place those containers in an area that receives partial shade, not direct sun You've got to kind of do that as a, a slow process But any of them that like medium to bright light, they're going to be happy um, I wouldn't repot them or do anything like that just yet Probably not really fertilized in the hot, hot months um, and keep an eye out for bugs as well Number two, fertilize roses and azaleas now To encourage a second bloom And continue feeding them on schedule Through about the month of June Which is coming up like in a week And number three, plant long-blooming perennials Like day lilies, coneflowers, shasta daisies, uh, verbena And also lantana If you're thinking about shady spots You could do hostas or heuchera Those are coral bells Um, And my daylilies are just now starting to open. So I know that that's a sign of summer, that the daylilies are starting to open. And my pansies just went from, like, beautiful yesterday morning to bleh, like, just very... Limp and wilted looking by about 2 or 3 o'clock yesterday Because it got so hot So out with the pansies I love them, they've flourished, they've done so well But it's just going to be a little too hot for them So you want to start thinking about perennials that You just plant once, plant them and forget them And we're going to be talking about more ideas For great perennials, maybe easy for beginners um, In just an hour with Pike Nursery And coming up at 8 o'clock Greg Levine with Trees Atlanta He'll be helping answer some of your questions as well Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty 750 Is the number to call So when Joe was just asking about hydrangeas um, Really some rule of thumb And tips on pruning those Really you're not doing any pruning right now um, Summertime After they flower Is going to be the best time To prune the macrophylla The mop head uh, He was calling about oak leaf Which like I said they don't even really need pruning But if you had to reduce the size or something like that Those are after they flower also, uh, serata Some some of you have serata type So that's going to be good And climbing hydrangeas I've never seen one in person, I don't think um, But all of those, the flowers appear on old growth So anything you prune prior to now You're probably going to be removing the canes That the new flowers are going to be on And paniculata, panicle hydrangeas Those aren't blooming just yet but in the summer they will be So you'll prune those in late winter Before spring growth Because they blo- bloom on new wood So I always prune mine My panicle hydrangeas Right around St. Patrick's Day And then right now they're leafing out They're beautiful and they're going to put on flowers In no time 404-872-0750 We'll be right back after this It's Green and Growing on WSB
0: with ashley frasca
1: plants flowers trees and stuff brought to you by pike nurseries
0: on 95.5 wsb
2: so not to be a critical fan because no one likes an armchair quarterback but if the braves had just sprinkled those 20 runs over multiple games i think we'd be a little bit better off rather than just uh hammering it all out in one game. But okay, we'll take the win. We'll definitely take the W. And I love social media, seeing everyone's posts about uh, going back to games at Truist Park. Everyone looks so happy. I have yet to go back this season. I'm still a little upset about the whole all-star game thing. But it's not It's not the Braves' fault. It's certainly not the Braves' fault. But uh, Atlanta fans were... Definitely given the short end of the stick there and that's coming up my gosh we're almost halfway through the baseball season imagine about another month to go usually happens around the July 4th holiday but anyways this is not a sports talk show it's a gardening show it's green and growing right here on 95.5 WSB if you miss any parts of the show or maybe you're in the landscaping business and you need a little podcast to listen to you pop those earbuds in and want something easy and hope you learn a thing or two uh, go to Spotify or Google Play and search Green and Growing WSB, and you can listen back to the shows there. Or WSBradio.com. You should have our website bookmarked. You can listen live uh, on the website. But it, if you go to On Demand, you can see all of our shows there and find Green and Growing at the bottom of the list. Um, and then listen back to uh, each hour pretty much commercial free. You listen to a little commercial at the beginning. And then it's all there for you Condensed into about 36 minutes Um, So I appreciate you doing that And Facebook is the best way to keep up with me Green and Growing WSB That's what you search on Facebook Green and Growing WSB Follow the page, like the page Always try to post some helpful, helpful things Pretty pictures What we're up to, what we're doing What you should be doing um, so you get all that information there And you get it here, too, every Saturday morning 6 to 9, right here, 95.5 WSB Alright, up first, I'm ready to help some folks John calling from Covington Good morning, welcome to the show, John
1: Good morning, Ashley I think you're uh, the first
2: person that's called that wasn't named David So congratulations
1: <laughs> The first caller of what?
2: Not named David
1: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> We had three or four in a row But yeah, what's going on with your piece, Lily? I hate to hear that
1: well, uh, I got about six of them outside the house in clay pot, and they drain pretty well. But I have another one indoors, and it kind of has one of those cups on the bottom of it, you know?
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I, the leaves at the tips are starting to kind of blacken, and I'm thinking it's overwatering or underwatering because I don't think that ceramic pot with that bowl under it, I think it holds water a lot better or something.
2: So it is like a terracotta, like a clay pot that it's in?
1: Yeah, and it's
2: glazed So Now the good thing well, about putting house plants And really any plants in terracotta or clay Is that when they're really, you know, they love all that moisture You can tell just by the color of the pot, right? If it's a darker brown, there's some there's water in there But when well, it starts to Well, this one's
1: um, glazed over, it's oh, not just clay it's,
2: Yeah, so you're not yeah. able to really tell Okay, so black tips <laughs> or brown tips Really could be the sign of either. I mean, it is an irrigation issue, um, either overwatering or underwatering. I would probably go underwatering, um, and that's the way that it's showing you. It's a little stressed out. And the roots hate to get totally dried out and then wet, and then totally dried out and then wet. So that's the stress that you're seeing at the tips of the leaves. Um, Any houseplant really stick your finger Down in the soil that's what I have to do With my large Monstera because I do Not for what I paid for that thing I don't want to Lose it but stick my finger all the way down To at least my knuckle into the soil And man if that's dry I know that thing needs Water Um, if it comes back with Just my finger comes back with just a little bit of dirt It's still got some moisture in there but it's Better for peace lilies especially To let them show you when They need water if they start to wilt Just ever so slightly that's a time to water So I would actually rather, you know, wait Until it shows you that it needs water Rather than jump in the gun And with any pot like that That keeps a tray or a saucer underneath it Do make sure that that does not retain moisture um, But at the same time If you do, especially with a peace lily What you could do is maybe put pebbles In that saucer And then rest the pot On top of that pebbles because the water That will stay in there it's not going to be wicked up Through the hole but that water will stay there Provides the humidity that A peace lily needs and some folks Actually have great success crowding Some other plants around a peace Lily so that they all kind of share in a little Humidity and never having Them near vents or drafts or Anything like that Um, and black Tips also can be a Fertilizer issue Um, I don't Even really think you need to fertilize them But when you do just a couple of times a year Definitely a diluted fertilizer If need be um, And all of those things should probably set you on the right track John, so my vote is probably Underwatering a little
1: Well it could be, I also have it and It's all miracle Grow. There's no topsoil or anything like that
2: What, that you, you planted it In miracle Grow soil? Bride. I think that's okay I think that's that's what that stuff's made for so yeah in that case you really yeah. don't need any fertilizer my
1: my, out, my outdoor ones are doing fine and then they're in just the uh, the you know kind of pink uh, terracotta pot
2: uh-huh. and I
1: water them all the time but I think they drain well too
2: yeah and then being outside their their moisture requirements are definitely going to be a lot more you know than the one that's inside.
1: Okay, well, thanks a lot. I'll I'll stick my finger down in it and give it that little test.
2: Yes, I mean that's really going to be the best and easiest test. Like I said, with this monstera that I've got, I mean, you know, you kind of forget about them. You know, you walk by them every day and they just become like wallpaper. Um, but then when I see my croton, I have a croton, you know, which is a more floral, uh, f- a tropical, uh, just leaves, no no blooms or anything, kind of in Florida. Um, when that starts to kind of wilt And the leaves, I mean, start to lay down Just a little bit, man, I add water Within the hour, it bounces right back And then that always gets me to thinking Oh, I need to check the Monstera too So yeah, less water is probably best for that Thanks, John, I appreciate it Up next, Diane and Brazelton Hey, Diane, thanks for calling Hey, Ashley, how are you? Good to hear from you
0: Good, well, I don't know if you remember me or not I used to live in Woodstock And I'm the fig tree lady I do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do.
0: Thank you for remembering. Well we are now living in Brazelton and for Mother's Day my daughter got me two fig trees. They're the uh brown turkey fig mm-hmm. and uh they get maybe they get majority morning sun and just maybe until about two o'clock in the afternoon. Is that gonna be enough sun for them? Give
2: me the time again, the time of day.
0: Uh until the morning, until about two PM.
2: I think so um, They definitely like full sun But I think that, that early afternoon sun Is going to be sufficient for them Until about 2, yeah, I think that's fine And really okay. the only thing you'll see I mean they'll survive, you know The fruit production may not be as gangbusters As someone who has truly full afternoon sun But that's going to be fine
0: Alright, great If I can ask you
2: about some seeds I've had for quite a while For a couple of years uh-huh. um, would, would they be viable? It depends. How how have they been stored? Uh well we moved and so they, they were uh I found them
0: the other day in the bottom of a of of a box. Hmm.
2: Do you, do you think they've been uh susceptible to like hot, cold, hot, cold, or have they pretty pr- probably maintained almost a temperature of maybe fifty or sixty degrees? No, mostly hot. Huh. What do you have to lose? I'd give them a shot. Um, I'd give them a shot. With seed storage, you know, you'd rather the cooler side of things. That's why we think a, a garage or a basement or something. Um, And I try to keep them in the original packaging if I can. And if I have to put them in paper or brown paper bags or something like that, I usually tape tape all around the edges and things just to keep any moisture from the air or humidity from getting in there. Um, But try them. Yeah, what do you have to lose? What are they? Seeds for what? Uh, Well, there were some uh,
0: uh, rose campion, no, sorry, not rose campion, the balsam, and some um, those little spider um, cleomes, is that what they call them? Uh Uh-huh. And just just quite a few others. When I was working at Pikes, I was able to get a bunch of the packaged seeds at a good price,
2: and uh, I just
0: don't know if they're going to make it or not. I just have to pray over them.
2: Right, and I have kept seeds for a year or two as well Um, And actually the seeds that I'm referring to I still haven't planted So yeah, that has yet to be determined But right now with the soil temperatures really heating up Diane, I think it's a good time If you want to start anything from seed Go ahead and pop them in the ground and see how they do Great, well I will do that Um, Thank you very much Ashley Nice to talk to you You too, and I can't wait to hear about the the brown turkey fig And how it does Because I've got a little Miss Figgy which is, quote, dwarf um, from Southern Living, and dwarf meaning it'll get four to eight feet big. Um, So I have not put it in the yard yet. I'm going to just let it kind of hang in a big pot on the back deck, and I'm loving it. It's beautiful. Um, But once I actually clear the space in the front that I want to put it in, I'm going to wait till fall and install it then. But I'm excited to have figs, and so you will too, Diane. Well, speaking of soil temperatures and how everything's warming up, uh, it's going to be dry. I guess you've heard that over and over if you've listened to us. For any length of time in the last day or two With uh, Brad Nitz in for Kirk Mellish Really going over the fact that No rain in the forecast, right? It's going to dry out So for someone like Diane Or any of you that are thinking about Maybe installing new shrubs or new trees Or even just perennial plants You can still do it You can still certainly do summer planting um, But really making sure the whole Is going to be inviting And you know Good enough for the tree to be able to establish Or the shrub or whatever it is you may be planting So it would not hurt uh, At all really for anything that you're Going to be digging out this weekend or maybe in the Coming week to dig a hole Of wherever you're going to place whatever plant you're going to place Run some water in that hole Let the water leach out of the hole even once It puddles up walk away let it Leach out let it you know moisturize the Soil around there if you come back in a 30 minutes or an hour and it looks dry Again do it again Put the hose back in that hole And then break up all that soil All that clay really, really well That you've taken out of the hole Break that up with your fingers Make sure that's even got, you know, a little bit of dampness to it um, Because that's what you're going to backfill that hole back with And maybe some kind of garden soil as well Depending on what you're planting But also some tips, you know, I mean, right now You're loving a lot of things flowering right now Everything looks so beautiful But with it being dry, here are some things you need to do uh, Keep a close eye on fescue and zoysia lawns They'll show you the signs though when they need water Bermuda and St. Augustine Y'all can kick back, have a beer You don't need to worry as much with those They're more tolerant of dry conditions um, Don't change your regimen at all with mowing though I don't think it's necessary to do anything different If you feel like you must though You could actually set the mower blade height a little higher um, if, if you feel that is necessary Lawns need one inch of water Per week, that's whether we're in a drought That's whether it's been raining a lot um, But they thrive and, and do well Sufficiently with one inch of water per week And water more deeply Less often, right, rather than running The sprinkler for 20 minutes a day Three days a week, you're kind of wasting your time If you run it for over an hour Maybe once or twice a week And make sure it's saturated, you actually see The water pooling and you see runoff That's going to help the lawns develop a deeper root system, which leads to healthier grass blades, right? If the root system is really shallow, it's going to always be looking for uh, moisture at the soil level, and it just doesn't really go much deeper than that. Uh, Most efficient to water right now, between 10 p.m., And 9 a.m. So get out there early Do your watering then You have less evaporation More soil absorption And the same goes for When you water at the base Of plants and shrubs You're not wasting any water By overhead watering The leaves don't need it The leaves don't need the water The roots do So watering at the base Again, quickly absorbed Into the soil You know, it doesn't have to wait For the water to drip down From the leaves Little to no evaporation Um, And just keep that in mind too When you plant near a tree the tree is going to be number one The tree is going to take the moisture and the nutrients It needs first And then if there's any left for the plants below They'll get it So you may not want to have that you know, Kind of competitive relationship If you can avoid it So there's some tips for watering Nothing to overthink Nothing to stress about for sure We'll be back with more of your calls 404-872-0750 It's 95.5 WSB Hearing that music makes me think to remind you Dead & Company will perform live at Solaris Amphitheater at Lakewood October 12th, concerts, already thinking ahead for concerts October 12th, tickets go on sale May 21st That was yesterday, uh, beginning at 10am But you can now enter for a chance to win four tickets Forget that they're on sale You can win four tickets for yourself and three guests By going to wsbradio.com slash Contests, So that's going to be easy to go see Dead and Company at Lakewood on October 12th Okay, weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing Today, mostly sunny highs in the mid-80s Wear the sunscreen this weekend, folks Wear a hat uh, tomorrow, mostly sunny again. Lows in the or highs in the low 90s, and it's going to continue that way throughout the week, according to Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitz. We're looking at 94, 95, 94. Those are the highs at least through Wednesday, and no rain in the forecast.
1: Green, Green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend.
2: Number one, this weekend plant long blooming perennials now We're going to talk to Pike Nursery at 8.30 about some But just throwing them out Daylilies, coneflowers, shasta daisies, even lantana Number two, fertilize roses and azaleas now What that will do is it encourage a second bloom And continue feeding them on schedule through the month of June And number three, move houseplants outside for the summer You heard from John who did that with his peace lilies, that's okay You just want to move those containers to an area that receives partial shade, not direct sun You don't want to burn the leaves and stress them out And very key to having your finger as that water meter to stick that in the soil every now and then And if they're outside, they're going to definitely require a lot more water And especially now with the hot, dry weather that we have on the horizon Just keep that in mind And like I said, sometimes if you wait until they wilt a little bit That's going to be okay Coming up at 8 o'clock, I am excited to have Greg Levine from Trees Atlanta We're going to be talking about arboretums We're going to be talking about the Beltline Nature Spotters And how you can become a part of that And he'll answer questions with me So call 404-872-0750 We'll be right back here on 95.5 WSB